Call me sentimental, but to me, the most joyful moment in sports is the soccer goal. And when that goal happens at the World Cup, well, it's pretty good. I'm Brian Phillips. With the 2022 Men's World Cup approaching, I'm making a podcast called 22 Goals on the Ringer Podcast Network. It's about 22 of the most fire emoji goals in the history of the tournament. We're going to have so much fun. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Worldbeck. And today, we are doing the players that people are just too horny for in 2022. <laughs> just calm down, people. <laughs> We're going to get a spray bottle. We got it. It's the summer. It's the end of the summer. People are excited. People are excited for fantasy football. People love their sleepers. People love the players they're targeting. But sometimes, people get too excited. Goes too far. It's hot fantasy boy summer and we got we to gotta chill. <laughs> All right. Not yeah. every guy you like is going to be a stud this year. It's just not going to work out. Craig compared it yesterday to kind of like when you go see a shitty movie because there's a really hot woman in it. Yeah, I went and saw 2018. I saw Laura Croft, the new Tomb Raider, because Alicia Vikander was in it. Not a very good movie, but <laughs> Jennifer's Body it. with Megan Fox. That is the quintessential one. When did that movie come out? Like 2010 or something? Well, July 29, 2009. Not that I would remember. <laughs> uh, budget 13.4 million. Have you guys never heard the expression sex sells? Yeah, it's like, DK, remember when we were talking about the purpose of advertising? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do you want me to explain to you how like Hollywood works or some, something like that? No, okay. We're just saying there's a lot of window dressing here on some of these players, and it doesn't actually mean what you think it does. But our like our friend Sean Yu will often, like he's just he just loves Jodie Comer from Killing Eve, and he'll just sometimes tweet out a picture of Jodie Comer looking really hot, and then Mina Kimes will just reply, with that meme that's like, horny police go to horny jail, bonk. <laughs> the dog bonking the other dog on the head. Uh, the other, bonk. the other one that the other one of my favorite horny police like memes is when you see it from Modern Family, Jay Pritchett squirting Manny with a squirt bottle, like he's yeah. a, like a dog that's like chewing on something or whatever. Uh, this is this is our version of that that meme. We're gonna bonk people. Yeah, get a little too excited. Maybe squirt bottle. I don't know what the difference is really. If there's a differentiation, but we'll, we'll use both. 
I'm going to work in a couple sound effects throughout the episode. You'll hear a bonk <laughs> and a spray bottle sound when we're talking about certain players. Can I, I can't wait to hear what bonk you chose, which one you landed on, because we were a brainstorming. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we're doing today. Yeah. We're just setting up, we're just bonking people till they go to horny jail. And that's, mm-hmm. I want to start today with, I think, the horniest player of 2022. The people, to be clear, the player that people are horniest for. Huge difference. And that's Javante Williams, the running back for the Broncos. 100%. <laughs> Everyone's just raring to go. It's like, I get it. I get it. Russell Wilson is, go- is, is there, and they're going to win the Super Bowl, and, like, and like they're really good, and that offense is going to get better. Javante, really fun runner. I get it. I get it. Everyone needs to calm down. Every, like, like, squirt bottle away. Bonk. <laughs> By the way, when I was looking up the memes behind like the dog bonk meme or whatever, I, I came across the expression horny on main, which I had forgotten existed. Mm. And it's like the best expression ever. Basically, and it, and it originates from when Ted Cruz accidentally liked some porn tweet or something on his main account <laughs> instead of creating a secondary account to go like all your porn stuff on Twitter. Uh, anyways, so this is, yeah, people are really horny on Maine about Javante Williams. I'll admit to being a little bit horny on Maine about Javante Williams. Like, I like Javante Williams. He breaks a lot of tackles. He is a fun runner to watch. He's very talented. He's good in the passing game. Uh, but it does feel a little bit like it's gone too far. If Javante was on the Colts and Jonathan, if he replaced Jonathan Taylor, where would he get drafted? Ooh, that's a good question. Maybe first? Yeah, maybe like late first. So that's why people need to chill. I think Javante's situation is the most horny police of them all, which is like (laughs) young, uber-talented back, but he's paired with like a veteran who knows how to play that the team likes, and they don't Mm -hmm. want to overuse their young stud. And that's that's what you got to get over, folks. Javante is not going to get 300 carries this year. Him and Melvin Gordon had the exact same number of carries last year. They brought Melvin Gordon back. This team wants to go deep into the playoffs. They're just, he's, he's not going to be a three-down back. He won't. I know you want him to, but he won't. Laura Croft wasn't that good, you know? <laughs> Isn't it Lara Croft? Lara Croft. Well, it is <laughs> Lara. Lara. I like Lara okay with Croft the important like... clarification. <laughs> no, I agree, though. It's like when Melvin Gordon didn't resign initially with the Broncos, everyone was like, oh, my God, Javante Williams would be like a first rounder. But then Melvin Gordon resigned, and then the horniest didn't decide. It's like that girl you had a huge crush on, like she's with a person. Like she's with someone. Like, she that's moved that, on, like, man. She's married. She moved on. And uh, again, I like Javante yeah. Williams. It's just like, they're going to rotate the way like Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon did because Nathaniel Hackett, the Broncos coach, came from Green Bay. Here's the thing. You know who else can rotate like Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones! Except he actually could lead the Packers in catches this year and he's going behind Javante. It's like, oh, maybe Javante, I understand, could win the three-down job and maybe Melvin Gordon gets hurt or Javante's just so much better. Maybe he'll get the, the three-down job. You know who else has the three-down job? Saquon, who on ESPN is like, 12 spots behind Javante Williams. It doesn't make any sense to me. I love Javante. He's a fun player. I would take him, to be clear, in like the third round, like the 20s. I'd be fine taking Javante. But like Javante Williams going in the teens is just bonk, 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 bonk. Settle down, folks. If you look at even (laughs) Yahoo's ADP right now, the people going after Javante Williams, Saquon Barkley, who will get more touches per game than Javante Williams. Leonard Fournette, who will probably get more touches yeah, per game. It's a three-down yeah. back. Ezekiel Elliott, maybe similar, if not more touches per game. James Conner, going to get more touches per game. Like, come on, folks. That's an interesting <laughs> range. I'd rather have Javante than, like, Zeke, but that's kind of just, at some point, like, a little con- concerned about, like, one guy is trending up, tr- down. But even then, it's like, there's a word. I-, I guess what I'm saying is that there's... The upside that you're drafting Javante Williams for is for him to overtake Melvin Gordon completely. But in the world where Javante just exists, yeah, they just have a cool timeshare and a good offense. It's like, uh, 
You can get guys who have better jobs than that right now and also have similar upside. I don't know. DK, would you rather have Javante or James Conner? God, that is like the I most know. sexy player ever versus the most boring <laughs> player ever. That's like saying, would you, do you want to watch Lara, Lara Croft or a documentary on botany? <laughs> Did you just change it to Lara Croft? Is it Lara? What is it, Lara? It's Lara, Lara Croft. <laughs> Lara Croft. I, it's almost like Craig wasn't there for like the canon of the Lara Croft Tomb Raider. It's not oh there God, for the words. I love this. Um, I'm trying to decide if I would take, I, I still don't know. I think I'd probably take Javante just because I am guilty of this like You're horny, horny police thing. I'm like guilty of it. Because look, this is where we were last year with uh, with Jonathan Taylor, like, oh, he could eventually be just this elite high volume guy, but there's this problem where you're having uh, Naheem Hines kind of like they're talking about using him a lot, blah, blah, blah. But Naheem Hines and Melvin Gordon are like completely different players. You yes. know what I mean? And so that's what makes me pause here. And I'm just like, maybe there is a world where Javante Williams just completely overtakes Melvin Gordon and we end up looking stupid for bonking people here. And, and that could happen. But there's also, I think it's more likely that they just do a 50-50 split again, or at least like 55, 45, 60, 40, whatever it is. And and Javante Williams is getting drafted like at his complete ceiling versus, you know, completely outplaying his ADP, if that makes sense. So like, I don't know. I'm still falling for it, but I definitely acknowledge that we probably have him too high. I also just want to point out that Melvin Gordon, I think, is also completely capable of also getting passing work and that Melvin Gordon is, at least in the beginning of the season, I actually think will probably be the guy in the two-minute drill and everything because Russell appreciates a veteran. So there, that's kind of like my – when I think about, you know, people who need a little water bottle, bottle spritz, it's like – just calm down to Javante <laughs> stuff. I'm curious, DK, who is the guy that you see this season everyone kind of salivating over? And you're like, you know what? Bonk. Well, I'm bonking ourselves because I've talked up Kadarius Tony in the past. And Damn it. I'm, Damn it, DK. I'm bonking Craig and I. I'm bonking myself. I'm bonking Craig, Squirt Bottle, whatever it is. I've been guilty of hyping him up. Look, I think I had him on like one of my sleep on one of our sleeper shows. Like I have been into this, but I just when you look at the big picture, he has three games, three good games in his career. In his career. He's played one season. Yeah. yeah. Three games. It's hurt. <laughs> I know, and that's he had the three point. games and eight injuries. Three games. How does that happen? Is fewer than the number of injuries he picked up as a rookie, as Heifetz likes to say. He had a hamstring, ankle, quad, oblique, shoulder, and knee injuries as a rookie. And now he's not practicing because of a knee injury again. Might not practice this week. It sounds like his schedule or timeline to come back is completely unknown to the coaching staff. I, I know that he was kind of like running around on the side today um, at practice, but... To me, Canarius, like, very talented. Obvious. It's obvious. You can see it, like, when he plays. But he is the quintessential one thing after another guy. Like, it's just one thing after another. And, and like, I think Typhus tweeted it the other day. It's like, I just cannot see this guy play in a full season. So, even though he's already relatively cheap, like, I'm just, like, trying... I'm trying to, like, take a step back from my Defonte... Or from my uh, Canarius 20 hype, because um, while I appreciate the talent, like, he is... Just chaos. And for that reason, I'm out. Thank you for joining the right side of history, DK. <laughs> Craig, what do you have to say for your horny Scared. self? It scares me. It, it all makes tons of sense, but the great thing about being horny is that you could, it's irrational. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Craig's it's, going to Lara Croft anyway. It's primal. You know what I mean? I can't <laughs> deny it. It's my id coming out. My fantasy id. Oh, man. See, I think that you you see like like this you know, hot person who like showed up for you like three times really well. And I think about someone who like ghosted you 14 times. Yeah. Like Kadarius Tony is definitely like the girl who 
I don't know. You, you tr- every time you go to a party, she, you hope she talks to you and she does like once. It's the opposite. It's <laughs> they text you and say, hey, I'm like excited to see you at this party. And they're like, yeah. And then you go and then you never. they never come to the party. Or she sent that <laughs> to like 10 different guys. Exactly. And then they're all there and you thought they were getting, she was going to show up. And it's My like, only nope. fear is like, you guys are just calling everybody horny because Kadarius Tony gets hurt a lot. That's it. It has nothing to do with his on-field ability or like the scheme. Like the Javante stuff is all about like how he's going to get used. The only thing wrong with Kadarius is that you think he's going to get hurt. Which no, 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 no. We're not going here. I know what you're trying to say because I like look. This is the horny irrational. What you're trying to say is that obviously it's like oh, what if people get hurt? Well, anyone can get hurt. It's football. Yeah, squirt, squirt. I'm thinking with my second brain. You're yeah. You're acting like it's some hypothetical that Kadarius Tony could get hurt in the future. Kadarius Tony is being limited He's currently right now. <laughs> He's not practicing. And they're giving yeah. him the veteran treatment. This is what's blowing my mind. I can't remember a 23-year-old football player who's given precautionary rest weeks, not days, to keep him in shape. Like, this is what they do when like Von Miller's like 33 and they're like, you know, this is the the key core piece for our Super Bowl team or Rob Gronkowski. Like he's not practicing. He knows what to do with Brady. We're just going to bring him out for game day. It's like Kadarius Tony is 10 years away from the age you're supposed to be when that happens. And they're happy. It's happening right now. It's August 16th. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I, understand. <laughs> I feel bad now. Is there anyone else you want to horny shame now that we just kink shamed you? Uh, I do want to talk about Brandon Ayuk. I think people need to settle the hell down. <laughs> this is DK and I. DK and I love Ayuk. I'm love sick Ayuk. of the like, Ayuk is the star of 49ers camp. <laughs> right, yeah, sick of it. <laughs> I want you to chill. I did some, I, I, you know, I listened to some pods, did some digging, read some stuff about the Niners. And I just, it's just really hard for me to believe that if the Niners are healthy, Brandon Ayuk is like, not even a star, like an above average, really solid fantasy player. First of all, looking at the Shanahan offense, the scoring offense when he's been with the Niners, overall total scoring offense since he's been with the Niners. He was 20th, 21st, 2nd, 21st, and 13th. It basically just depends on when he has uh, the right QB. Uh, His non-garbage time pass play rate, which means just how much they pass the ball when the game is not over. 8th, 25th, 30th, 25th, 30th. His pace over the last three years, 20th, 31st, 28th. So this team is a run-heavy team that moves the ball slowly and is a middling scoring team. And now they're adding Trey Lance, who is obviously a run-heavy quarterback. So there's been 27 offenses. I'm pulling out a lot of stats for you boys. There's been 27 offenses over the past 10 years. If there's anything that's going to make me not feel horny, it's It's stats. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Right. 27 offenses over the last 10 years that had a QB who averaged five rush attempts or more per game. So essentially, 27 offenses had a QB that ran a lot in the Mm -hmm. last 10 years. The average wide receiver two finish for those teams was 55th. Mm. I get it. Hold on. Sorry. Ayuk was in the doghouse last year. Everybody talks about that. He was out of the doghouse in week eight. He had a great second half of the season. Weeks eight through the NFC Championship, when he was presumably out of the quote-unquote doghouse, he averaged (laughs) six targets a game for 60 yards. He was the wide receiver 25. Debo missed a game. Kittle missed a game. He was like, fine. And that was with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, if Kittle or Debo go down, I don't deny that Lance or that Ayuk is probably going to be great. But he's going before guys like Christian Kirk in drafts, which is insane to me because Christian Kirk is absolutely going to lead his team in targets and what could be like a pass-heavy offense. Like Ayuk, I think, is going to just see five targets a game. I think he's very talented, but I'm not sure that he's going to do anything on the field or have any opportunity to really yeah. you know, blossom. 
So I, I get your numbers, but I the problem is, I mean, obviously the horny part of my brain hates numbers, but I'm going to actually take your numbers and put them in the trash. And here's why. Okay. Because how much the Niners were passing, <laughs> well, one, because it helps my argument, but two, how much the Niners were passing, I think basically the Niners offense the last few years is not irrelevant, but the quarterbacks they had, I mean, they, I think the, when Shannon started, they had like Brian Hoyer and then they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo and then Garoppolo got hurt. So they had Nick Mullins and then Garoppolo got hurt again. So they went from Garoppolo back to Nick Mullins and like they literally just got rid of Jimmy because he was hurt again. So most of the Shanahan tenure has been Brian Hoyer, Jimmy Garoppolo, injured Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Mullins filling in for Jimmy Garoppolo. And like those guys have nothing in common with the off. They're throwing that offense out and they are going to do a different version of the offense of Trey Lance. Like yeah, but that offense was, is not going to throw or that's not going to throw more than they did. with. Well, well, the, no, the, the, the argument we were making, we were talking about this last week is basically that what Jimmy Garoppolo is good at is much more akin to like what Debo Samuel is good at, good at, but like not what Ayuk is. And that, not that Debo doesn't work with Trey Lance, but more that what Trey Lance is good at, like throwing outside the numbers, which Jimmy just doesn't do because mm-hmm. he kind of can't and they're and you know knows his limitations. Brandon Ayuk's much better at that. And Trey, uh, Trey Lance and Brandon Ayuk lived in a house together this offseason. I could give a shit. Shower about narrative. That. Oh, Hell yeah. <laughs> but, but okay, but when Stafford and Cooper Cup get breakfast every morning, it's like, oh, but like they lived in a house. Like for better and worse, well, Depot wanted a trade or a contract. Brandon Ayuk and Trey Lance were living in a house together, which sounds like a reality show. Trey like, Lance ran the ball over <laughs> 10 times a game when he started. I just he simply- had a broken finger and didn't wasn't able to throw a spiral, but Jimmy couldn't play, so they had to run a lot. Shanahan has always run a lot. That's his bread and butter. I, there is no way in hell that Tr- Trey Lance throws the ball 40 times a game. It's just simply not happening. If Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo are on the field, he, he's the third option on a team that's run yeah. heavy. That's all I'm saying. I think that's a better option yeah. is that young r- rushing quarterbacks struggle to maintain sometimes two options, but really I think rushing quarterbacks struggle to have like three top end uh, like uh, fantasy receiving targets. Yeah. Yeah. Fantasy contributors in the passing game. That's what concerns me is the reason we like Lance's for the rushing, but it, it's what you said. It's Debo Kittle and Ayuk. And it's like, this has been, yeah, this has been nagging at the back of my mind during the whole time I've been hyping up Ayuk because I love Ayuk. I think he's super talented. And as Haifa said, I think his skill set, his style as a receiver really meshes really well with what Trey Lance brings to the table. So here's the problem though. Like, as Craig laid out, it's kind of a, a zero-sum game here. Where, like, if if Ayuk is going to go off, that means either Debo Samuel or uh, George Kittle are going to severely underwhelm or dis- yes. disappoint. So, I think you have to build a scenario here where, if you're believing in Ayuk, you have to basically really, like, aggressively fade Debo. Right? Like, is that how this works? Or Kittle? I guess. Maybe I they just I go feel to- yes. Basically, you're saying. It's it's that you're saying you think Debo and Ayuk are going to kind of be closer to the middle of one another. I think having- that is the case, and I maybe that's the mistake I'm making, but I actually do think that's what's going to happen. And I, I again, sometimes I feel like a moron for saying Debo will be worse, be- but I, I actually think that. And not that Debo's worse as a player, but Debo was getting basically the first half of the season, like I don't know, like a third of the Niners' passing offense. That just won't happen again. I think that Debo can be very good with like twenty, and Ayuk can be closer to twenty. And that's basically what I'm saying is that I. I the, the Niners will always find a way to get Debo the ball, but I just, I think that Ayuk, again, we're under, I'm talking about horny police. Part of the reasons Ayuk is so exciting is like, I, I know you said he's athletic. Brandon Ayuk, if you ranked every player in the NFL, DK, I'm curious, if you had to rank every player in the NFL by this simple metric, how confident are you that they can hurdle a defender on a given play? <laughs> 
Right. Is Ayuk top four? He's Is up he top there. three? He's up yeah, there. but you you want to know what's funny? The only two players who are more athletic and impressive than Brandon Ayuk are the other two guys on his team, George Kittle and Debo Samuel. <laughs> right. They have a type. They have, <laughs> they a, have type. a type. Craig's like, not for me. Not for me. I, you know, listen, I just don't think like DK has him ranked 63rd uh, on his personal rankings, but in our aggregate rankings, that's like right around like guys like Christian Kirk and Darnell Mooney and Amari Cooper and Jerry Judy and Drake London. I just, those guys are just projected for so much work. I, I don't know. Mm. Damn it. Damn it, Craig. Settle down, people. Bonk. <laughs> six targets a game in his breakout season. Six targets a game. It's this is this has been like nagging me, you know what I mean? Like it's but been the in the Jimmy back of my numbers mind. can't be applied. I think that what you're saying, Craig, and what holds water for me is not any of the stats from the uh, last year of the Niners. It's that the uncertainty of Trey Lance. However, the way I'm approaching the Niners this year is that the uncertainty of what Trey Lance does to the offense uh, off. I can't speak English, but the uncertainty of what Trey Lance does to the offense should count harder to me against Debo being a rock solid top 18 player than Brandon Ayuk being top 70. However, I hear what you're saying and counting on, look, at the end of the day, do you guys know how many passes Brandon Ayuk has thrown in like the last 900 days? You mean Trey Lance? Like in a game. In a ga yeah, sorry, what did I say? Brandon, Brandon Ayuk? Ayuk. How many has he thrown, you think? <laughs> Probably six. No, but in a game, <laughs> Trey Lance six. and competitive... Six. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> but competitive football, Trey Lance has thrown 100 passes in like 900 days in games. So... You can look at it as, how are you counting Ayuk to be the third option? I'm looking at it more like, eh, I kind of think with the uncertainty, I'll bet on the cheapest guy. But I hear you saying. I kind of think I see him like a Devontae Smith. I'm like, meh. <laughs> hey, by the way, he has been blowing up camp the last few days. Devontae Smith. <laughs> no, my <laughs> We going to fall for it? Ah! I should have done George Pickens, horny police. Honestly, I really want to, except... Um, except for, well, no one's squirting anyone. He's going off. Yeah, no one's bonking. There's no bonking with George. No, Pickens. there's no bonking the George Pickens. Hey, who's George? I don't know who George Pickett is. Like Megan Fox after Transformers, everyone's like, "Yep, we're in." <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> Anaconda with J Lo. I'm going to see that. <laughs> this is sorry, my generation just shone through there. <laughs> I shine through. My generation is showing. Yeah. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply. Just because you wrestle alligators for a living doesn't mean you should have the skin of one. Say goodbye to dry and cracked skin with Old Spice Super Hydration Body Wash with Vitamin B3. Made for 24-7 renewing moisturization with daily use. With scents of vanilla and shea, people will think you've taken up candle making as one of your hobbies. And there is nothing wrong with that. Old Spice Super Hydration Body Wash. Shop Old Spice now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, DK. Sorry, and, and Craig, I'm not attacking you, but this is another one that I just feel like people need to like relax a little bit, chill out. Juju Smith-Schuster for the Chiefs. Wow! Who, I feel attacked. Heifetz, you're big on Juju this year? I don't know. To me... He wasn't, but he, he came around. He's I, So I've, I've waffled on this, I will admit, because there is the sort of thing like someone's got to catch passes in this offense. You're, you're catching passes from Mahomes. Like These things are very enticing. These things are very intriguing to, to us as fantasy players. However... When you like look at how Juju Smith-Schuster has played over the last few years, like there's very much nothing positive about it. Like his his PFF receiving grade has gone down basically since 2018 every season. His yards per route run has steadily declined every season his career. His A dot, which was over 10 like over 10 yards as a rookie, 9 yards like in his big 2018 season and then it's slowly gone down. Last year it was 6.9. He's getting just basically these little dump offs over the middle of the field. He is, I, I feel like he's not as dynamic as people believe he is. He's not as talented as people believe he is, even though he did put up incredible production early in his career. There is a reason, I think, and I'm not always, I'm not the one that's always going to be like referring or, or like, you know, believing exactly that NFL teams do everything right because NFL teams make mistakes all the time. However, I think it is very important to remember that in an offseason where NFL teams were handing out like $30 million a year to receivers, Juju got a one-year $3 million deal. $3.2 million deal. One year. He, no one wanted him. I, that okay. to me is just a very big red flag and I'm worried I, about it. And I just don't know what to do with this information because like, I just feel like there's no reason for the Chiefs to not replace him with Sky Moore if Sky Moore is better. Like, I, I feel five weeks in. so this is the one I will defend the most adamant that you're wrong on this. <laughs> all right. Because everything I think you just said, this is why numbers are um, killing all like the horniness. All the numbers you just threw out, like I, I, like you're right, Juju's declined. But the reason he's declined in five straight years is because his first like two seasons were some of the best like uh, rookie efficiency numbers any receiver's ever posted. But here's the thing. Since then, so 2017, Juju was incredible. 2018, Juju was incredible and like doing unbelievable things at such a young age for a receiver. He looked like one of the best receivers in the NFL. 2019, Ben Roethlisberger like rips his thumb open in week two. And then like basically the entire Steelers season is like what reduced to like Mason Rudolph or sorry, was it? No, it was Drew Brees' thumb and Roethlisberger's thumb. I forget. But anyway, Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges were like out here for 2019. It was his elbow. His elbow, yeah, sorry. And then Drew Brees hurt his, his thumb the same the same day. Uh, 2020 or 2021, I forget. One of the, Juju had his shoulder injury that was, oh no, last year was plaguing him the entire season. And then also like the last three years, he's had Roethlisberger in this diminished state where I, I, I can't overestimate, like I can't understate how bad Roethlisberger's been with Juju being banged up. But that to me, I think is really just, he's so undervalued because I'm not saying he's going to be like fourth in receiving yards this year, but he's obviously like the number one wide receiver for the Chiefs. He played every snap with the ones with Kansas City in the preseason game. Mm -hmm. But then also with the, the thing I understand what you're saying with the money, I really, this is going to sound ridiculous. It's not the TikTok thing, dude. It's the Team, TikTok teams, thing. Teams 
We'll sign freaking divas and crazy people. Oh, like they don't I get give what you're saying, but they don't the care about those things. I, I understand. Look, I think this that is he's probably dumb. They don't give a shit about that. If he's good, they don't give a shit. It, they don't give a shit about the things that you think they don't give a shit about. I think teams look at a guy whose body has probably broken down a little bit. I understand that. But also the TikTok thing, make of it what you wish. Teams care more about that stuff than some other things that maybe we wish teams cared about. And I agree. If Juju was like putting up 2000 years a season, they would sign him anyway. But I promise you, some teams just don't want a guy like that there. And also, All Juju pro- <laughs> apparently, but Juju also has enough money that I do think that he was able to go to the Chiefs for less than other teams would have given him. That feels like such a stretch. I don't know. I stand with DK. I don't think teams give a shit that he posts on TikTok a lot. Like every player now, Tyreek has a podcast. Like players do shit playing video games and esports. But he turned down other. He turned he turned down more money though. I'm okay with that. The money thing doesn't bother me as much, but I I really don't think like his social media presence has anything to do with why teams did not want him. I think it not had to do every with- team. I'm saying a portion of teams that might have wanted him just didn't. But then also other teams would have paid him more money. He took three million, I think, to rehab and play with Patrick Mahomes. That I believe. But and then now he's the number one receiver. And I get what you're saying, DK. But here's the thing. First of all, I don't know why Sky Moore and, and Juju have to be competing. They can be, both be starters. Like if Skymore is really good, he'll replace Mecole Hardman or Valdez Scantling. That's number one. It's going to be Juju and Valdez Scantling to start as receivers. Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs are going to be in heavier sets. But then if Skymore is really good, I feel like he's going to replace freaking Valdez Scantling. Juju, he's like if this big slot guy. And like if Travis Kelsey is getting double teamed, Juju's the underneath receiver who is going to be getting all the targets. Valdez Scantling is like the speed guy. Is Valdez Scantling going to be the guy like doing all the underneath work? I don't think so. Is Skymore doing that? Maybe. I don't think so. It just it just makes too much sense. It's the reason they got him. Skymore is is much more stylistically similar to Juju as a like get open early, get like over the middle of the field, dump it off like really quickly, make yards after the catch. They signed MVS for like 10 million a year. I think they have a plan for him to like stretch the field and all that. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, think, I just yeah. think like look, you said all the stuff about Rossberger. I think that's valid, but at the same time, the PFF receiving grade, it takes out what the quarterback is doing. It looks at what the receiver is doing only and his in his receiving grade is has dropped precipitously over the last few years. Like he just hasn't been good. But how can you elim- you can't eliminate the receive the quarterback from the way the Steelers were? It's route running, it's getting open, it's separation, it's all those things, yeah. But the way this, but the Steelers broke the record for how fast they were getting the ball out of Ben's hand. Like, there's no way to eliminate route running if the Steelers are averaging two seconds to throw. I don't know. Uh, Look, I I get it. I I actually, like, I admit that I probably sound thirsty. Like, honestly, we're not as far apart on it as, as, like, we sound. Like, it sounds like we're really pissed off each other because Juju's not all that expensive anyway. I'm just like, man, I just don't really get people getting excited about Juju this year. Like that's to me is like, I, I don't know. Miss me with that. I'd rather, I'd rather focus my energy, like literally about a hundred other players. I'm probably making this too complicated. He's a really, he's undeniably talented. Well, 20, that's what I'm saying is 25 like, year I think old. That there is some ability to deny how talented he is. <laughs> like he just hasn't really shown it in three years. Yeah. I don't know. I may, I, maybe I'm just too horny too. Maybe I need to spray that. <laughs> but like, to me, it's just such an easy opportunity, and there's so much runway for him to make a splash. And the Ben Roethlisberger mixed with his injuries, mixed with like the offensive play calling, I don't know. There's a lot of evidence that you could just write off his past two years. 
I guess. I guess, but like Claypool had 10 touchdowns with Roethlisberger two years ago. Freaking Deontay Johnson has been But that been was good jump balls. Time. That was, first of all, he had four touchdowns in one game because the Bengals put him in Claypool in one-on-one coverage. The he cornerback. ran he was two bigger of them. Than. He, had four, he had four touchdowns. Yeah. He ran in two of so them. He's so he's six of the 10. Yeah, six of the 10 right there. So I, I guess... I don't know. I, I hear everything you're saying. Sounds Basically, like a lot of excuses is what I'm saying. To boil this, well, no, to boil this down, <laughs> I hear what you're saying. He may be his worst. I'm kind of looking at a guy who had 2,300 yards and then his old decrepit quarterback combined with injuries. And now he's with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And it basically, if a month, if a month into the season, Juju like leads the NFL in receptions, we'll be like, oh, it was Ben. Obviously. Yeah. That's yeah. all. Okay. But also maybe the horniness is making me just take some real leaps here. Any other horny players? Uh, we talked about the 49ers already, but I'm going to go right back to them really quickly here. Elijah Mitchell. I'm pretty worried about this situation. He, right now, he is p- being drafted as the RB23, 50th overall in PPR. 50th. Uh, as a rookie, he collected an injury to his shoulder, chest, hand. He had a concussion and a knee injury. He's now missing practices with a hamstring injury. Trey Sermon was a third-round pick last year. This year, they, tr- they drafted Ty Davis-Price in the third round also. It doesn't really feel number one. Like I think I, it's unquestionable to me that he is like the best running back in this backfield, and that's why he's getting drafted first. But the idea that he's going to get a ton of volume on the ground this year is very shaky, just based on his injury history and his propensity to uh, get banged up and have soft tissue stuff and all that. Um, and by the way, he's also not really getting much work in the passing game. Last year, he was targeted 20 times. He was the starter for most of the season. He was targeted 20 times. Jermichael, Jermichael Hasty had more targets than me. He got 29 targets. Kyle Juszczyk got 38 targets. He's he's like very lightly used in the passing game. But they basically need him to run for a ton of yards and score a lot of touchdowns for him to pay off, I think, this, this ADP. So he was practicing to do more passing game work before the hamstring injury. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but one thing about when I was when I was looking up stats for Ayuk and, and looking at like how running quarterbacks affect their teammates. Uh, basically with rushing quarterbacks, it's kind of a net negative for running backs. Uh, It it improves their efficiency, but it lowers their overall workload. It lowers their passing game involvement and it lowers their touchdowns. Which uh, it's important to note that all makes intuitive sense because if they don't know who's going to run, the running back's getting more yards per carry. Yes. But obviously the quarterback's vulturing the goal line and instead of of checking the ball down, the scramble is the check down. Correct. Keep going, Greg. (laughs) That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, bonk, people. I'm bonking the 49ers run game. And also, the, the hamstring thing is the most annoying injury you yeah. can suffer in the it's preseason. It's a giant muscle. Him already... <laughs> it's a giant muscle. A giant Them already muscle. saying, like, he's... Like, he injured his hamstring, and in the, in the report was, he's out till week one. That's already kind of a Ooh. red flag. They're like, Ew. he's not playing another snap in the preseason, and we hope he's ready for week one. To me, that screams like he's going to leave in the third quarter of week one with hammy tightness. But doesn't the horny in you ask, but that's because it's really important. So they're keeping him out because he's really important to them. The horny does ask that. The second brain does (laughs) does ask that. You ever heard that that Robin Williams quote of like a man has both a brain and a penis, but not enough blood to run both at the same time? (laughs) I think those are the horny guys. I mean, while we're here, should we talk about Trey Lance while we're talking about the Niners? See, he's the only one that I I think the horniness. It's justified. It's justified because his skill matters the least because even if he's not a talented thrower 
if he runs the ball 10, 12 times a game, I mean, I don't think any of us think Justin Hurts is like an incredible talent uh, with his arm. Jalen. Jalen Hurts? You just combine <laughs> Herbert and Jalen Hurts. Lo- You've been struggling with the names today, man. What did I say? Justin Hurts, L- Laura Croft. <laughs> you call Ju- Jalen Hurts. Lara Croft. Laura, Laura Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, my point is, is that Lance doesn't have to be that good for him to be fantasy relevant. I think that's like the big key. So we're, we're all in on Lance and no one else. In the 49ers so offense, bonk so. on Kadarius Tony, bonk on Javante Williams, bonk on Brandon Ayuk, bonk on Juju, bonk on Elijah Mitchell. While we're here, should we talk about Justin Herbert? Talk about a guy that everyone's kind of horny for. Do we have to have the conversation about Justin Ooh, Herbert? Being, are you gonna? I mean, bonk I'm just saying. I'm just saying the horniness. I'm How just dare saying, you, sir? The horniness. How dude, dare you? I'm just asking questions here. <laughs> we have to admit. Make your pitch. everyone is. I'm just. A, I'm just saying. You can't just ask questions. Horny about Justin Herbert, but you have to basically get him with like, really like the 50th pick. And I'm just saying, unless Justin Herbert is an MVP candidate with 40 plus touchdowns, it does it make sense to take him. I mean, oh, Josh Allen's the number one guy, obviously, because he's running, but does it make sense to be taking Herbert over guys who can run like Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson and taking like the t- spending a top 50 pick on Herbert because he's so tantalizing and amazing. I'm just saying, there's a lot of horniness going. There's a lot of second brain action going on with the Herbert project- projections. He was second in total points. And I know you hate that. He was also second in points per game last year. I'm ju- I am just wanted to throw it out there because we're all in love. <laughs> just I just wanted to ask questions. the questions. I'm just asking questions here. Hmm. No. I, Craig is upset. We're I both, am. We're both saying no. Because you, okay. you, you don't even have an argument. You just we're said, like, what if he's bad? Bonk. No, you just, you literally, you know why? It's because you subconsciously called Jalen Hurts Justin and you, like, Hurts. <laughs> and I was like, wow, he's got Justin Herbert on the mind. Justin Herbert is an st- absolute star and, and is an awesome bet to win MVP this year. And is one, yeah, already one of the best. Qu- he was third in touchdowns last year as a, as a sophomore. I know, I agree. I'm just wondering if we're all losing, <laughs> we're all losing control. Let's lose control. <laughs> After all this. Let's go off the rails. <laughs> I'll take the blue pill or the red pill, whichever one it was. I forget. Let's take it. <laughs> it's the, 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 the powder blue. Powder blue pill. The powder blue pill. Okay. Why do you see me? <laughs> the little blue pill. Huh? Okay. One of your emails? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. We got an email from Brian on gunpowder because last episode we were like. God, we butchered that. I lost sleep. I lost sleep over that whole segment. <laughs> we were talking about how. I'm supposed uh, to know history. by your own petard. What does that mean? We found a petards are bombs and we're like, wait, how were there bombs in the time of Shakespeare? <laughs> Brian Lowell clarified that Shakespeare died 11 years after Guy Fawkes tried to blow up Parliament. So, so yes. Uh, and then we got another ex- explainer. Shout out to some, I swear to God, a guy emailed us who says his name was Ghost, which, okay, right. cool. Anyway, sent a cool YouTube video about, they're called petardiers. It was a, about petards. And basically, petards were like, bombs in the medieval times and the petardiers were the explosive experts in medieval sieges and their job was to blow up the impenetrable parts of a castle so like you know in the lord of the rings the two towers when that guy that crazy huge guy comes running in with the torch to light kill the thing. he kills himself though is that what the petardiers were well supposed yeah to do? he's a petardier he just was pretty hardcore about it. But anyway, the Partardiers <laughs> okay. are the guy, the, the 15th, the 16th century medieval guys who have to like light the torch and literally run away. And they didn't even wear armor on their legs because they had to run so fast. So it's an OG bomb squad. Literally, no, it's the opposite. Bomb this squad is the hurt the bombs. They're lighting bombs. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. 
So Shakespeare invented the term hoisted by your own petard to mean harming yourself during your plan to harm others because the petardiers would so often blow themselves up by accident. So no one wanted to do wow, it. Wow, the etymology. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, there was another fact in there that you put that it, the, the word petard comes from the French for a fart. Really? Basically, well, it's the middle, middle French, I guess, like old French. It meant it was like to break wind. So I, it basically, I think the word <laughs> petard was like a fart joke. Oh, interesting. Uh, so they were lighting their farts on fire back then, too. Did you ever do that? Uh, I've never personally done it. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I've like seen jackass happen. and stuff like that. I've never actually <laughs> done that. If anyone's like, I was done never that, in the Navy. If anyone's, done, if anyone's done that, let us know how it went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. emails at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. But like, don't do that people listening if any of you were hoisted by your own petard by lighting your own farts on fire let us know <laughs> oh my god thank you in advance to everyone who emails us all right thank you dk thank you craig thank you billy shakes thank you lauren lauren thank you the strokes oh not to be confused or related in any way to just being horny in general <laughs> uh, my mind didn't even go there dk but okay. you're sick minded yeah, yeah actually it didn't it didn't i mean come on <laughs> Sounds I thought you were going to do like Marvin Gaye or something. I think the the lead singer of The Strokes has the coolest lead singer name. It, it's like Mick Jagger's really up there. Yeah, that's hard Julian Casablancas is like... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's one of the cooler good. names. Never heard that. Uh, shout out to my friend Josh, who sent me a list of bands he's listening to because he knew I'm struggling lately on the band names. Just been really just fumbling over them. So shout out, Josh. Yeah, you really need to lock in. You've been sleeping. Lock it up. Yeah. Lock it up. <laughs> you lock it up. Danny doesn't get it because we're quoting Wedding Crashers and he's never fucking seen no, Wedding I Crashers. No, I I have seen Wedding Crashers. Watch that because you guys shamed me into it. We're debating Wedding Crashers for the next As Told By uh, movie and Heifetz just, he doesn't know any of the quotes. So we, we might not be able to do it. <laughs> it's just going to be Craig and I laughing the whole time. I do know the quotes. <laughs> I've just only seen it twice and I haven't seen enough to quote it, if I'm being honest. I, I kind of want to do This Is The End. Oh, it's a great, great one. one. Great one. I would love to do This Is The End. That's like my favorite movie. I don't know if it's as quotable though. Like it is, it is as of course it's quotable well, as widely known. Like people, everybody fucking knows like Billy Madison or whatever. And like no crashes. one. Yeah, yeah. I was first team all state. I'll put the ball wherever you want it. <laughs> Make it rain out here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the ball wherever I want to. Red hot route. Yeah. See, all it's right. what it, it's got to be. What in crashers? We'll see. <laughs> We'll send, uh, send us emails if at you have some point ideas. down the line. We're doing wedding crashers. There's no, there's like email no us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com if you want to put on what our next movie will be. I also think sneaky underrated comedies, Tropic Thunder. That movie's hilarious. Oh yeah, There's a lot of great quotes in that. So we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Lots of good options. All right, goodbye everyone. <laughs>